What is up, everybody, and welcome back to another Daily Dose of Reality. I'm Tyler. This is Hunter. I'm Hunter. And this week, we're doing something a little bit different. You're actually going to hear some stories about my childhood. Uh, Mostly not really young childhood. I'm aiming towards, like, around junior high, probably, and up. Because I had a lot of stories from whenever I was that age where I was probably not the nicest or greatest person. You were an evil kid. I was not evil, per se. Just a little bit nuts. Evil, Uh, I tell you. Side note for anyone waiting for the end of Hunter's story from last week, you will not have to wait. It will be in this episode. It will be towards the end of this episode, however. So stay tuned, listen to my stories, and then you'll have the end of his. But anyways, else, we're going to jump into it. So those of you who know me know that I was in martial arts. Most of the people listening to this podcast at this point. (laughs) I took Taekwondo. I took it for five years. Uh... <clears throat> made it all the way to black belt before we ended up leaving, but that has nothing to do with this. So one of my favorite things in Taekwondo is you would, after a certain belt rank, you would spar. You would spar other people. This is the story of how I ended up where I was at the age of 15, not allowed to spar anyone but adults. So there was a kid in our class. I'm not going to say his name. He's a great guy. I don't have any issues with him. None of this was meant to be like malicious or anything like that. But they put us sparring together. Uh, so during this sparring... I went for a full front kick, straight up. For some reason, he decided he was going to duck his head forward instead of dodging or blocking the kick. My kick landed squarely on his nose and broke it. There was blood everywhere, and at that point, I was told that I was too powerful to spar against the other (laughs) teenagers in our class and was instructed that the only people I was allowed to spar against was the instructor's or my middle brother, Justin, who was in the class with us. So, at that point, (laughs) my bravado of being a very, very good fighter went away when I had to spar a teacher who had a lot more experience than me. I did get over that, though, and towards the end, I was sparring him like I sparred everyone else. That being said, when they let my brother and me spar, it was a no-holds-barred knockout fight. We did not stop until they told us to stop. Uh, One of the biggest instances I have, and Hunter will remember this story, before we started sparring in class, we thought we were going to be smart and put our pads and stuff that we'd just gotten to spar at home. And I kicked him over a couch. We were not allowed to spar at home anymore after that because our parents, well, grandparents saw it, and it did not go over well. But... That was a funny, uh, just a funny little thing that happened when we were in martial arts. That's why if you could see me right now, if this was video, you'd see me laughing right about now because that's what I'm doing. <laughs> one of the other funny things at home, I'll tell this one real quick. So we used to have a glass coffee table. And when I was like seven, I thought I was going to be a samurai with a butcher knife and a watermelon. <laughs> samurai type. I chopped down <laughs> on that watermelon like it was, you know, the French Revolution and I was a guillotine. uh needless to say the glass table did not stand up to said impact of watermelon and butcher knife yeah i did i did cleanly cut through that watermelon though and i hated you i was eating goldfish (laughs) on that table he was eating goldfish on the table and then suddenly the table wasn't there anymore (laughs) uh it was it was a fun thing uh, until my grandmother got mad because that was like a special table and uh, you could not replace the glass on it, so we ended up having to throw it out. It was a really nice table, like clear glass. Uh, whenever people would play Uno on it, I could lay on the floor, look up, and see all their cards. 
Uh, that, I didn't cheat, I swear. <laughs> Anyways. No, you just did uh, marbles. But that's for another day. But, so we get into high school a little bit. Some of my stuff in high school. So, those of us who know me and my middle brother, uh, we were kind of, I guess hellions would be the right word. Yeah, we, we were into a lot of mischief. We weren't intentionally malicious or mean but we were brothers and we were kids we wanted to act up and act out i mean anyone as kids has had that phase where you wanted to go and do stupid stuff so the way our house was situated at the time is we we stayed in the upstairs which was basically just kind of a loft we shared a room up there uh there was a stairwell led down right to the front door and then there was a back door out back towards our grandparents room so we tried to sneak out obviously as kids you did this uh, we learned really quickly these stairs would creak. So after about the fourth step down, you had to kind of like jump and lower yourself down past it using just your arms and the banister. Uh, we broke a lot of tile flooring that way as well. There was a tile there because we used to have tile flooring at the door and the middle one was broken from us jumping and landing on it. But uh, you couldn't go out the front door. Going out the front door was a death sentence because for some reason, our grandparents could hear that front door open. Not according to our brother. That's Not according Tyler to our middle brother. So. Uh, I was never able to get out that door without them hearing me. However, though, you have to understand, the door at the time creaked. So when you would open it, you would hear it go, and everyone in the house heard it. So I stopped going for the front door. I went to the back door next to their bedroom. And I got good at it because that door was never used, so it was well-oiled because no one ever opened it, swinging it back and forth. So I could creak the lock open without a barely a click swing the door open silently and i was out the door and gone i got locked out one time but that's another story <laughs> they didn't realize that i was not in the house and they locked the door thinking they forgot to lock it i was locked outside <laughs> thankfully justin was at home so i threw a rock at the window and got him to come down and unlock the door but completely separate story anyways we would sneak out and at the time, we were going to church at a location near here. And some of the people who went to that church at the time lived near us in this real nice, fancy neighborhood, fancy house. So me, Justin, and a friend of mine named Caleb were out and about. Uh, and we were doing what kids did at that age, ding-dong ditching. Ring the doorbell at a certain time of the night and then run away. Well, this is the first time Justin had gone with us. So, no, it wasn't Caleb. It was Cody. <laughs> Cody. It was Cody that was with me. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we'd gone to this house and we told Justin, because we'd already ding-dong dished this house before. We knew what was coming. Justin didn't. We told him his right of initiation to go with us that night was he had to ding-dong ditch the house of the people we went to church with. Knowing full well what was going to happen, we sent him up there two flights of steps to their front door. And then we took off down the street. He didn't know we left. So he rings the doorbell, turns around to run, and you hear their two giant dogs come barking and running around the side of the house where they'd been released. So he turns to look at us to see what to do, and we're a block down the street already on our bikes riding away. <laughs> and he takes off running, falls down the stairs, gets up, takes off running down the street, gets his bike. The dogs are chasing him. We see the people come out the front door. We're already gone. <laughs> They confronted us at church. I guess they thought that it was us that did it. They didn't have any proof, but they said something to us. I just kind of passed it off as I didn't know what they were talking about. I didn't sneak out. I was a good kid. Justin, being Justin, decided he was going to go ahead and admit to it. Uh, then nothing ever came out of it because they couldn't prove anything. But he was like, I'm sorry, instead of saying it. It was funny. 
One but, thing I will say about Justin is he's not ashamed. We'll get him on a podcast. He is not ashamed. He will tell you every single story he can think of, and he has some crazy ones. That may be an uncensored <laughs> episode of the podcast. We might we have to him, do that one uncensored. That we let him on, uh, but, but we'll get him on here. Another ding-dong ditch story, and this is my probably my last ding-dong ditch story. So in our actual neighborhood, my brother and I decided we were going to go hang out with a friend of his who was staying over. Uh, side note, that guy is not really the most reliable person and not a really great guy. But at the time, he was a kid, and he wasn't really like that. And we decided we were going to ding-dong ditch in our neighborhood. We didn't want to go crazy far out of the way or anything like that. So we went over to this house. We'd never ding-dong ditched him before. We didn't think anything of it. So to understand, the road that we're on is an L. Their house is on the short side of the L, and the house that'll come into play with the fence is on the long side of the L that leads up over the hill to our house. So we ding-dong ditched the house on the short side of the L. Not even a second and a half after Justin rings that doorbell, that man at that house has the lights on and is coming to the door. We take off running as he's opening the door with a loaded shotgun. Mind you, this is 1 o'clock in the morning. He does not see where we go, but he knows we're out there because he's yelling and screaming and trying to figure out where we are. We are currently hiding not even 50 feet away behind a broken down wooden fence in a creek next to another house. We stayed there for an hour and a half while this man tried to find us. That is the most horrifying thing I'd ever dealt with. But thankfully he never found us. I don't know if this guy would have actually shot us when he realized we were kids, but the fact that he came out with a shotgun was a... It was an eye-opener. We still continued doing stupid stuff, but we got smarter about it. We started being more careful about who we ding-dong ditched. We would case houses to make sure that if we were ding-dong ditching them, they weren't awake when we did it. (laughs) Also, I don't know why this guy was prepared with a shotgun for someone to ring his doorbell at 1 o'clock in the morning, but... Because this dude came to the door fully clothed. like he It looked like he'd been sitting there going, tonight's the night, I'm going to get someone... But that's a completely different thing. Uh, he proceeded to move out of our neighborhood a couple of years later, and we never had to deal with him. Still kind of funny, but, you know, not the most... Creepy in a way. Yeah, it was a little creepy. Like, this dude was weird. Uh, nice house. Really creepy person. Uh, don't remember much about his family. I know that the people who lived across the street bought the house. So it was <laughs> it was a neat little thing. Uh, kind of terrifying at the time. You know, you... Never had real fear until you're running from a guy with a shotgun and you don't know what he's going to do and it's 1 o'clock in the morning. But, <laughs> anyways, uh, trying to think. I had one other story that I wanted to tell and I'm trying to remember what it was now. It didn't have to do with ding-dong ditching. It was something else that I had done. And I don't entirely remember what it was now. Tyler should have wrote down his stories. Well, I just thought about it while I was telling that one. <laughs> It was something else from, like, my childhood and the stupidity that I pulled off. Well, I will say, while Tyler's thinking of that one, we will get Justin on what I'm going to call an uncensored We'll get him in here one day so he can just kind of ramble about some of the stuff we... Oh, I remember what it was. Some of the stuff we did as kids. Anyways, so you have to understand, as brothers, we are all going to be protective of each other. We've talked about this in an earlier podcast where... We were ready full on as adults to beat up a kid bullying our brother still in school. (laughs) We were full on prepared to fight if we needed to. So something you have to understand. Hunter did not ride the bus with us. Myself and Justin rode a normal bus. You you told this one, didn't you? No, this is a different one. Okay. Okay. So I haven't told any stories from when I was on the bus. I've told your stories, but not ours. So we're on the bus 
We're leaving school. I am riding with my girlfriend at the time. She's coming over to the house to see us. I sat in the back seat of the bus. That was my spot. You know, junior high, whatever, up until I had my car. That was my spot. I, sl- I sat in the back seat of the bus. Small two-person seat instead of a three-person seat. And she's coming home with us to hang out. We'd gotten permission. She was going to ride the bus home with us. So me and her are sitting there. And this kid gets on the bus. I'm not going to say names, you know. It's high school, junior high time. Like, you know, he's a punk at the time. I don't know how he is now, and I don't really care. I'm not going to say his name. But he gets on, and he immediately starts getting belligerent about the fact that I've got her with me in the back of the bus. Jawjacking, basically. Yeah, talking crap, trying to, you know, attitude this, attitude that. Justin is behind him in a seat. Justin stands up and tells him that he needs to, and you got to think, Justin's three years younger than him. This kid is my age. Uh tells him that he needs to be quiet, sit down, and leave me and my girlfriend at the time alone because we were trying to just relax, you know, for the ride home. Mm -hmm. So he turns around and he bows up on Justin like he's about to hit him. Justin's not going to back down from a fight, but I'm not going to leave my brother high and dry. And Justin will tell you to this day. So this kid bows up on Justin, and as he's doing this, Justin swears he saw a shadow rise up behind him as I stood up out of this seat and tapped this man on the shoulder. Facing one of us, and you got to think, this kid knew that we were in martial arts because he'd seen the days when we weren't on the bus because we went down to the the dojo. Yeah. You know, I guess that would be the, it wasn't called a dojo Not for taekwondo, but either. it was right there. It was literally <laughs> right by the school. But this kid knows that one of us, he might be able to take in an enclosed environment if he could start getting punches off soon. <laughs> there ain't no way he's taking both of us, especially when we're on either side of him in a closed bus aisle. I saw this person's eyes deflate as he realized he had bit off more than he could chew. He calmly sat down and never said another word to the rest of us. Justin being Justin immediately got belligerent with him the rest of the bus ride home. <laughs> but he couldn't say anything because he knew he was going to deal with both of us. <laughs> Now, I have one more story. This is from when I was in about the sixth grade. So for those of y'all who don't know, our mother died whenever I was in the sixth, no, seventh grade. Yeah, seventh grade. Our mother died when I was in the seventh grade. Uh, I was out of school for a week. When I came back to school, there was a guy on the bus. I'm not, again, I'm not going to say names because me and him are really good friends now. When I came back to school, he did not know why I had been gone. He did not know about the death of our mother. And he made a, just a callous joke. It was a mama joke. He was trying to be funny. I know he wasn't trying to be belligerent or mean. But for someone who's gone through that kind of death in your family, you understand that when it's that soon after, I saw red. Yeah, I mean, we've all made those jokes. I, I mean, turned. I've made about 20 of them. I do too. I've made them before as well. He made his at the, he made his at the wrong time. And to be fair, he didn't know. Yeah. But I turned around and my hands were already swinging. It took two other people who were friends with us at the time to pull me off of this guy on the bus. I have make great poets. I have immense respect for this guy. Sorry, the Alexa is going over here. I have immense respect for this guy, though, because when we got to the school, you have to think, I had busted his nose, I had blacked his eye. When we got to the school, he got off the bus, went to the nurse's office, and when they asked what happened, he told them that he had tripped getting off the bus and hit his head into a pole. He did not rat me out. However, the previous person from the other story, who was a punk, 
to my brother and me on the bus, went to the office without any kind of like, you know, go do this. You have to do this. Proceeds to go to the office and tell them that I assaulted this man on the bus and beat him up. At this point, there wasn't anything he could do. He told the principal the truth when he was asked. I understand that. I'm not mad at the guy that I hit. To be honest, now I probably would not have done it because I've I've aged and I've become more of an adult. And I realize that some people don't know the situation. Some people don't know what you're going through. And they're going to make these kind of comments. And you just have to let it go. Me and him have since talked about it. We've straightened everything out. Me and him are some of the best friends right now. Like, if I ever need anything, I can call him. If he ever needs anything, he can call me. Like, we've known each other for years, and we've always had each other's backs. Hunter can tell you that. Hunter's yeah. known him as long as I have. Well, yeah, he he came over because you called him to put uh, I I called him when we were fixing a Hunter's computer, and he computer. came over and helped him put a graphics card in his computer because he did not know how to do it. Like, this dude is one of the most reliable friends I have. And that's case in part that I'm still friends with him is because of the fact that he did not, he understood whenever I, because I talked to him after I hit him and he understood and he tried not to get me in trouble. You beat him up and became friends. <laughs> we became friends after I beat him up. His parents didn't like me for the first couple of years. They didn't want me being his friend because I'd hit him. But once they figured out the whole story, his mother, like, she loves me now. She sees me anywhere. She'd say, hey, Tyler, and starts talking and, you know, we're, we're good friends with their whole family. Like great, their family's great, great, lady. great people. She's one of the nicest ladies I've ever met. Uh, I didn't know it at the time. He's adopted. She's ad his adoptive mother, but she is one of the nicest ladies I've ever met. And he is one of the greatest guys to be friends with because he will do anything to help you. But the other guy, the one who wanted to go and be a snitch, <laughs> he left state. And I'm kind of glad because if this kid was still around, I might've ended up beating on him because he was just one of the most, and I hate to say it and like this. That, the most guy, that annoying... guy wouldn't have covered for you either. No, he wouldn't have. He was the most, one of the most annoying snitches who wanted to get ahead. He would literally throw someone under the bus to get an advantage over someone else. Yeah. Not a good person to be friends with. Not a good person to be around. I was young, but I remember this person. Yeah. Hunter had he met him a couple good. times. Not really that great of a guy. Yeah. But guys, that's that's really all the stories I have right now. Honestly, we could do another episode later where I have more stories because I've, I've got a lot from when I was a kid. But I still want to give time for Hunter to go ahead and finish his story from next week. You, so, mean, you mean about the prom date that I didn't take that I should be married that to? One. Uh, yeah, guys, here's so, his story. He can finish last week. Anyway, like I said, the, the prom story was complicated. I'll start from the beginning. I asked like three girls out to junior prom first girl i asked her out she said i'll go with you i actually escorted her in homecoming as well she said i'll go with you uh i was cool got on the bus got home she messages me on facebook and goes oh wait i can't go with you i already said yes to somebody else those kind of things do happen and that's very happens. well a possibility that she had forgotten I was not, I was not, ma I was kind of aggravated, but I wasn't really, not mad. I wasn't really mad. You'd not dedicated yourself to it yet. It wasn't like a girl that I had a huge thing yeah. for or anything like that. Wasn't no big deal. But anyway, uh, skip forward to the next girl. And I had asked this next girl way, 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 way in advance, but she... I don't know that I trusted 
myself to go with her or her to go with me just because of certain things. But uh, I asked her and then I was like, no, I'm going to ask the girl I should have taken, but I didn't. I asked her. Uh, she said yes. And me, being the dumb guy that I am, was convinced by the previous girl, the one that I said I was not sure if I should go with or not. I was convinced to go with her, you know, because I was a young guy and young guys do stupid stuff. But the dirty thing that I did was the, the final girl that I had asked, you know, the one I should be married to. Of course. Uh, She, I didn't know this at the time, had booked us a limo and dinner and already had her prom dress. And guess what? About a week before prom, I knew about the prom dress. That's what makes me a jerk, too. But uh, about a week before prom, I go, sorry, I can't take you. I'm going with so-and-so. And that's how I was an idiot. This girl, I find out after I graduated, and even some part of me knew in school that the girl that I should have gone with had feelings for me, and I blew them off like a moron. Now, we've all been there. This this girl, which I am talking to now, has never let me live this down, by the way. I talk to this girl on a daily basis. Well, this woman, I should say. She's a woman now. Uh, But she has never let me live this down. I will always regret it. I will always be an idiot for doing it. But it was just funny. And I should be married to her right around this point. But I'm not. And I will go ahead and say, it's high school. We all do those kind of stupid things. We all make those kind of mistakes. Yeah, you gotta think in high school you're not thinking like you are now of this is who i'm going to spend life with in high school you're thinking about the next big thing you don't you don't wait for a girl to buy a 400 prom dress though and be like and then no you don't i'm not i'm not saying you're not a jerk for it that that's a really jerky thing to do but again you have to think about it in terms of at the age you're at now you would not do that you would not make that decision. You would have realized this is not the right thing to do. Yeah. But when you're 16, 17, 18 in high school, you're not thinking about this is what I want to do to spend the rest of my life, you know, with this person. This is the right thing to do. And that age, you're a lot of the time, you're not thinking with your head. You're thinking with your hormones. And like I said, the girl I did take, I told y'all this last week, she basically ditched me once she got in the door. So yeah. I paid... I paid dramatically for my my stupidity. You did. You paid of, for your mistake of that day, and uh, it shouldn't have ever happened. And my aide at the time called me an idiot. Everybody I knew called me an idiot. My I called parents, you an idiot. My own parents called me an idiot. Well, grandparents slash parents they called me an idiot. But <laughs> these are the kind of mistakes that you learn from. You realize whenever you do them, yeah, that it's a mistake, and you don't do it again. I've got plenty of stories like that, and we'll do those in another episode. <laughs> but maybe in the future, I can come back on this podcast and say, guess what, guys? <laughs> Who knows? We might even be able to get her to be on an episode of this podcast. Yeah, maybe in the future. 
everything goes well, I can get her on here. She'd she'd be happy to probably bash me on. on we'll a get point. a whole bunch of people that Hunter knows and have an episode of Bash Hunter. But yeah. guys, uh, I hope you've enjoyed this. You know, roughly 25, 30 minutes of you know a dash of reality. A dash? I'm saying a dash of reality because it ain't a full uh, 30 minutes yet. Yeah. But anyway. But guys, we hope you enjoyed. Uh, we're going to go ahead and leave it here since we have a time frame. But just go ahead and stay tuned, guys. Uh, if you're liking this podcast, like it on Spotify. You'll be able to watch any episode as they come out as well. You can watch, follow us on our listen, Discord. Listen. listen, you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, as well, you can follow us on our Discord where we will link the podcast whenever it goes live. As well, you can also see when we go live in other events, such as our live streams on Saturdays, and then Hunter's live streams Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday. Which they are scheduled everywhere if you want to know when I'm going live. <laughs> Which we do live stream on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Twitter? Or Twitter. Twitch. Sorry, Twitch. I don't yeah. know why I said Twitter. But guys, we're going to go ahead and end it there. Anyway, uh, guys, next week, uh, just to give you a little sneak preview, we will be covering a more serious subject next week will be probably part of like a three-part series series where we cover the the americans with disabilities Disabilities act Act. i will tell you that will be a lot of stuff in it and i will tell you well it doesn't really work (laughs) as much as i can (laughs) so but uh we'll see you guys next time god bless y'all and y'all have a good one enjoy your daily dose of reality